We've got coaching changes. We've got media drama. It's all unfolding this week. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you for another week. And boy, the season, the regular season may be over. Still got a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about. Holy cow. Let's start off with the hiring of Brent Venables by the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, I look at this and I say, really good hire. Not sure why it didn't happen a week ago. I know that OU wanted to do its due diligence, but it just makes you wonder if this was done a few days ago, maybe they would have been able to save a couple of recruits. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. But overall, I think it's a very solid hire. Now, there is some risk here with Brent Venables. The guy knows Norman. He was the defensive coordinator uh, in Norman for several years under Bob Stoops, so he knows what he's getting into. But this is a guy who has never been a head coach. This is a guy who has been very comfortable as a defensive coordinator for decades under Bob Stoops and Dabo Sweeney. There is a change. There is a uh, difference, a very big difference, especially at a place like Oklahoma, a top five program in the country. I genuinely believe this to be a top five job in the country. Top ten at worst, if you want to make that case. But there is a big difference between being a defensive coordinator and being a head coach at a blue blood, even if it is a blue blood that you know. And my questions around Brent Venables have nothing to do with how well he can recruit, who he's going to get to come to Norman, defensive schemes. None of that is really in question for me. The question for me is being the face, being the guy, handling the media, the fans, the press conferences, all those, the boosters, all those little things that go with being a head coach that, yes, come with being a defensive coordinator as well, but you're talking about this on steroids when you're the face of the program. And then making that transition from the Big 12 to the SEC, which is going to be a difficult one. All right. It's listen, I'm a Big 12 guy through and through, but I wholeheartedly understand that when OU makes that move to the SEC, that is going to be head and shoulders above every other conference in America now, especially if you're talking about the SEC West. So I, I have questions. I would give it a B plus in terms of the hire itself. I mean, I don't think those Dabo Sweeney rumors were ever legitimate. I didn't see a guy like Matt Rule leaving the NFL where he's always wanted to be. I'm not saying Matt Rule won't go back to college one day, but it's going to be because he gets fired. Matt Rule's dream was always to coach in the NFL, not to coach uh, in college. Cliff Kingsbury was a stupid rumor. I mean, some of this stuff was nuts over the past week. Brent Venables was always a guy that made an enormous amount of sense. And a guy like Dave Aranda, I, I don't think Dave Aranda was a good fit, would have been a good fit for Oklahoma, and he's made it very clear that he is very comfortable and believes that he is an outstanding fit for what Baylor is right now. And kudos to him for that. I mean, the guy, kudos to him. I think Dave Aranda has incredible self-awareness that I wish more coach, I wish more people had it, but I certainly wish more coaches had it. So I, I think that Brent Venables, and I love his hire, by the way, of Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator uh, from Ole Miss who obviously is no U alum, knows the program, knows what comes with the territory. I think it's a great job. 
to keep that offense humming as best you can. I mean, it doesn't mean that five-star recruits are going to be falling over themselves to play for Jeff Levy like they were Lincoln Riley. You can't really top what Lincoln Riley has on his resume with a couple of Heisman winners and number one overall draft picks, but still, there's something to be said for bringing in a guy like Jeff Levy. But you know what? If having Brent Venables as your head coach means this defense has a little teeth to it, which it kind of had sort of sometimes inconsistently the past two and a half or two years or so, but certainly hasn't had like, you know, you think about the Oklahoma teams of the late 90s all the way through, you know, uh, let's say 08, 09, like those beasts that they had on defense and that front seven at that time, all over the defense, really, when you think about it. If Brent Venables brings some of that back to Norman, with an offense that maybe isn't Lincoln Riley-esque, but is certainly uh, more than capable of winning a lot of games and competing for college football playoff appearances, OU fans should sign up for that. Now the big question is, what is Caleb Williams going to do? The quarterback for the Sooners, the freshman who obviously have burst onto the scene against Texas and held that starting job the rest of the season. We know Spencer Rattler's done. If I'm Caleb Williams, I know he's a D.C. kid. I know he came to Oklahoma because of Lincoln Riley. But, man, there are worse places to be than the returning starting quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. Just be honest. Caleb Williams should stay. What's he going to do? I mean, I guess he could follow Lincoln Riley to USC, but the kid's from Washington, D.C., so for the family and for him personally, you're talking about going all the way across the country, and maybe he wants to do it. Maybe he just says, Lincoln Riley's my guy. He gets me to the NFL in two years. But there's something to be said for, you know the program, you know the university, there's a comfort level there. Uh, you're the starter. You're undoubtedly the starting quarterback in 2022. You still have a year, possibly two left in the Big 12 Conference. You're not jumping into the SEC right now with a new coach and a new system. I think that's important. And I, you're the man. I don't want to make it that simple, but you're the man on top of all that. I, there are worse places to be than Caleb Williams' spot. You don't have Spencer Rattler breathing down your neck anymore. He's leaving. He's gone. So, and if you have any type of a bond with some of these teammates, I know a lot of them left and have jumped ship, but for the guys that hopefully you do have some type of rapport with, some type of relationship with, Caleb Williams can still very much be in a Heisman conversation and first-round NFL draft pick conversation under Jeff Lebby and Brent Venables. I absolutely see that as being entirely possible. So I hope Caleb Williams stays, and I believe that there's a lot of reasons that he should stay as well. Now, the other uh, big coaching move this week that should be noted here is uh, Oklahoma State. Jim Knowles leaving Oklahoma State as their defensive coordinator and going to Ohio State. I hate this move for the Cowboys. Uh, Jim Knowles, what he built with that defense was incredible. He took Oklahoma State, who, you know, for people that don't pay attention, Oklahoma State was high-flying offenses and mediocre to below-average defenses with no teeth. Jim Knowles made this a top-five defense in America. That's what he did. Took a bunch of guys, threw them together. Yes, they were super talented, and they became really good players 
over several years. It was a veteran group of guys, and he made him a top five defense in America in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Not a bunch of five-star defensive linemen from Georgia. These are just hard-nosed former wrestlers, a lot of them, uh, who just built themselves up over four to five years in the program, hit the weight room, and became really good players and a really good unit, most importantly. Oklahoma State fans shouldn't feel bad about this, though. When Ohio State comes calling for one of your coaches, what are you going to do? You can't compete with the money. You can't compete with the facilities. Uh, and and I, I have a hard time being upset with Jim Knowles over this. You know? I just, I, I do. If this was a move that he wanted to make and the money was stupid, and I'm sure that it was, you know, Oklahoma State was apparently in the $1.2 million range. I haven't seen what he's going to be getting from Ohio State, but if it's two, I would not be shocked one bit, $2 million. So I, how are you going to sit there and say, don't do it, Jim? How are you going to sit there and do it? I, I, I don't know how you can. So it's just something I look at and I say, okay, uh, let him go. And now you got to trust Mike Gundy to know who's next, right? And uh, to Mike Gundy's credit, He's done a great job finding coordinators. Think about what Mike Gundy has done when it comes to coordinators going back 10 years, right? Dana Holgerson back in 2010. Then it was, how do we replace Dana Holgerson? Oh, my goodness. What do we do? Todd Monken, Mike Yursich. I Like, he's done a really good job finding coordinators. And just finding guys, in some cases, who are, you know, who was it? Who was at the uh, Division three level? I think it was Mike Yursich, right? It was Mike Yursich who was at the uh, D3 level. Mike Gundy plucks him out of, where the heck was he? I'm, I'm trying to think where he was before Oklahoma. Oh, Shippenburg. That's right, Shippensburg. Shippensburg. D2 in Pennsylvania. That's where he was. Mike Gundy plucks a guy to T2, D2. He coached there for a few years, and where did he go after that? Ohio State. So I trust, here's the good news for Oklahoma State, you got to trust Gundy. And how many of you questioned the hiring of Jim Knowles when Mike Gundy hired him from Duke? Duke! He was at Duke for seven years. How many of you thought that Jim Knowles would make this the number one or top five defense in the country, number one defense in the Big 12? Raise your hand, admit it. Admit it, no one should be raising their hand because nobody saw this coming. Nobody. The guy was the head coach at Cornell before that. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? So a lot of props to uh, Jim Knowles. Credit to him. The players, by the way, a lot of the players have been very positive about Jim Knowles leaving, very understanding of Jim Knowles leaving, and that just shows you the relationship that he had with these guys and uh, the fact that they really do respect the hell out of him in a big way, a big way. Uh, Pete Mundo with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I got to tell you about Tim Brando and Kirk Herbstreit going at it. Oh, this is the kind of juice I'm here for. I love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, before that, uh, MyBookie is doubling your deposit right now. Go to MyBookie.com, use our promo code BIG12, and they are doubling your deposit today up to $1,000. It's where we're placing all of our Big 12 bowl picks. So I hope you'll use them as well. Also for the NFL. I mean, they're great uh, for NFL picks, 
If you're into the NBA, College Hoops is here. We've got plenty of that coverage coming up on the uh, website. Matthew Poston doing a great job there. And people say, Pete, how do I help the site? You use our sponsors, and MyBookie is right at the top of that list. MyBookie.com, deposit today. Our promo code is BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There you go. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12. So, Tim Brando, fighting with Kirk Herbstreet on Twitter. I love it. So, here's what Kirk Herbstreet tweeted out a couple of days ago. Quote, after seven years of bitching and complaining from a vocal minority that the college football playoff system is rigged and the small guy will never get a chance, I haven't heard much from you the last couple of days. Everything okay? What's the next conspiracy theory? Can't wait, because that one is history. Tim Brando responds to Kirk Herbstreet. If that's aimed at me, my friend, you're sadly mistaken. I'm right here. I'm pleased Cincinnati is in. But don't trot out the college football playoff pablum without thinking you won't get pushed back here. Pretty sure my voice represents a strong number that have been forgotten in college football's exclusionary practices. That's Tim Brando responding to Kirk Herbstreet. We're on Team Tim. We are on Team Timmy B. Tim Brando, he's our guy. He's exactly right. First off, Kirk Herbstreet, your Ohio State Buckeyes were ranked sixth in the final rankings when Baylor was ranked seventh, considering Baylor has a conference championship under its belt. You don't think that this college football playoff ranking system is a joke? Yeah, it's great Cincinnati got in. There was no other way you could put anybody else in. Here's what would have happened, though. If Oklahoma State beat Baylor, Cincinnati would have been squeezed out. If Oklahoma State beat Baylor, the rankings would have gone as follows. One, Alabama. Two, Michigan. Three, Oklahoma State. Four, Georgia. That's what the rankings would have looked like. And then Cincinnati would have been on the outside looking in, and it would have been the same old garbage. Well, we got to put Georgia in. I mean, they were undefeated. They're in the SEC. Meantime, we told you last week how if you actually look at Georgia's resume, what's its best win? Kentucky? Cincinnati's got a better win in terms of best wins. Cincinnati's got a better win in Notre Dame than uh, Georgia had all season long. They would have squeezed out Cincinnati. That's what would have happened. The only reason Kirk Herbstreit can say that is because Oklahoma State lost to Baylor. And even then, when you look at the rankings, it's a joke that Baylor was behind Ohio State when it was just seven years ago we were told that you got to have a conference championship game. Conference championships matter. That's what TCU and Baylor were told back in 2014. Now it doesn't. Interesting how that works. You know, I know Kirk Herbstreit makes millions of dollars on uh, the backs of ESPN, which owns the college football playoff. But come on, Kirk. I mean, I might have been bored at night, but it wasn't last night. And same thing with most of this audience and most honest college football fans who actually pay attention. That's a really stupid thing. Stupid thing for Kirk Herbstreet to say. And deep down, I think he knows it. But when you're on the ESPN take, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, it's a flawed system. I never thought I'd miss the BCS, but boy, I would go expanded playoff to eight teams 
and use a BCS system to decide those eight teams because this this system, this ain't cutting it. And if they don't want to use this system, they better do auto bids. I'll tell you that right now. This whole, you know, committee, we decide the best teams. The S- You're just going to have, what, seven SEC teams in an eight-team playoff? If it's 12 teams, you guys going to have, you know, half the thing's going to be the SEC because, well, SEC, where wins count more and losses count less, apparently. That's what the SEC is because of how they have shaken down the media. That's what they've done. They've convinced the media through marketing, branding, and Alabama, and Alabama's outstanding – but that's how they have sh- – and by the way, their joke of a schedule that's only eight conference games. So, you know, uh, how many teams end up being bowl eligible because they play a bunch of uh, nobodies in the non-conference for the most part, beat them, get their four wins. So you got to win two SEC games to be bowl eligible. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But you know what? They've played the system. They've absolutely played the system to a T. Oh, boy. All right. Now let's get to our power rankings here to close out the uh, regular season. We'll redo these after the bowl games. But for now, these are our last Big 12 football power rankings heading into the bowl season. At number one, we've got the Baylor Bears. The Baylor Bears, congratulations, guys. I didn't jinx you, by the way, at the end of the season. Uh, May have jinxed you in the TCU game, but didn't jinx you at the end of the season there. Your Big 12 champs. What a turnaround under Dave Aranda, going from two wins to seven wins. Unbelievable. An incredible game last Saturday. Wow. Coming down to a half a yard. Half a yard. And Baylor is the Big 12 champs, and they are the number one team in our power rankings after the regular season. At number two, the Oklahoma State Cowboys couldn't get 18 inches on four tries. That one's going to haunt Oklahoma State fans for a long time. They're number two. They're going to the Fiesta Bowl, which is still a huge opportunity. But uh, obviously, it's still going to sting based on what's happened over the last few days. Losing that game, losing Jim Knowles, been a tough few days there in Stillwater. Number three, Oklahoma in the three spot. Now, obviously, the rest of these teams were not playing this past week. But uh, Oklahoma's three, close loss in Bedlam. Now it's all about Brent Venables, and maybe we'll get a glimpse of what's to come in the Alamo Bowl when they take on Oregon. At number four, the Iowa State Cyclones are in that spot. Um, certainly not meeting expectations, but they crushed TCU on senior day, 48-14. to And if you look at the Big 12, you know, in the regular season, Oklahoma State was 8-1, and Baylor and Oklahoma were 7-2, and and then there was a pretty big drop-off to – a team like Iowa State finishing 5-4 and four in Big 12 play, and that's where it got really crowded in the middle of the pack of those Big 12 standings. At number five, the Kansas State Wildcats are in the five spot, ending the season with a couple of disappointing losses to Baylor and on the road to Texas. That latter one hurt more, but let's be honest. If that loss to Texas was what basically forced Chris Kleiman to pull the trigger on offensive coordinator Courtney Messingham that it was worth the loss. I, I, that's that's how, if I'm a K-State fan, that's how I feel right now. All right? And that's how, that's how you should feel because Courtney Messingham had to go. They had to get a new guy to offensive coordinator. That offense had no pizzazz to it at all. It needed something more. At number six, the West Virginia Mountaineers. They're bowl eligible after closing the season with a couple of wins against Texas and Kansas. But understandably, WVU fans want more. But I would just say this. 
Look at the coaching carousel and tell me how you would have felt better blowing out Neil Brown and bringing in somebody else. Time, time, time. Patience matters. Not saying Neil Brown can keep going six and six, but I, I will give this a couple more years barring something unforeseen. At number seven, the Texas Tech Red Raiders in our Big 12 power rankings. Closed out the season. Uh, went over uh, Iowa State. Bad loss to Oklahoma State. And then they played Baylor down to the wire in that regular season finale. So ever since Joey McGuire was hired, there's like this new energy and excitement around the program. And I, I hope that that continues here because I think Joey McGuire can do some really good things. Now, note, too, he's made some solid, solid hires for that staff. He just picked off Oregon's defensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, as offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky. Great hire there, former tech kid himself. So love what Joey McGuire is putting together in West Texas. At number eight, the Texas Longhorns. Pulled out of the basement after closing the season with a win over K-State. Good stuff there for them, but still hitting the reset button if you're Steve Sarkeesian. At number nine, the TCU Horn Frogs. Wow, who predicted this for TCU this season? I go from saying Big 12 Dark Horse to now Gary Patterson's gone, Sonny Dykes is in charge, and there's a lot of changes coming to the Horn Frogs. I'll put it that way, a lot of changes. And at number 10, the Kansas Jayhawks. They were out of the basement for a couple of weeks. Strong second half, uh, but they're number 10 in the final power rankings. But all in all, KU football fans should be optimistic, at least as optimistic as they've been in well over a decade about this program. So there you go, the power rankings to wrap up the regular season. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com is, of course, where you find us every single day. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on the podcast. Just uh, go to iTunes, hit that five-star, leave a review. It'll take you 60 seconds, and then we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail when you leave a rating and a review on iTunes and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com, and a koozie is coming your way. All right, there you go. Um and by the way, our friends at MyBookie will hook you up right now with the promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. That's BIG12. And they will match your deposit up to $1,000. There you go. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Take care.